Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Damien Christoph and Dr. Brett Hill. Hey Brett, I, this episode's brought to you by Forage. Forage, love my Forage cereal, Damo, my Forage paleo with uh, such a great way to start the day. I make my little homemade almond meal, uh, almond milk, I should say. I put some uh, strawberries on it. It's yum. beautiful. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah, I love forage. Um, I created it with your health in mind, and obviously I created paleo because you told me to. And uh, so <laughs> thank you so much for that. But this episode is brought to you by Forage. It's a great tasting, incredibly healthy, no added nasty muesli range that uh, I created to help you stay well. So if you want to see more about it, go to www.foragecereal.com. Hey, Brado. Hey, Damo. Great interview today. Oh, what a beautiful interview that was. I really enjoyed that. Maeve O'Mara, uh, she's, got some, she's got some wisdom. I think it, it comes with just experiencing different things, doesn't it? Yeah, she's just so passionate. She's so inspired by what she's doing, which is so great to see and to hear. You know, just that, that inspiration with all the things she's been learning and discovering about food from all over the world. And it really just shines through in this podcast. It was great. It really does. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Maeve is a presenter. Um, her name's spelled Omira, but it's actually pronounced Omara. She doesn't know Cindy, but she should because I reckon they get on like a house on fire. She's got a, a TV show on SBS. It's Thursdays at 8 o'clock at night. And it's called, uh, what is it? Food, uh, Food Safari Earth, yeah, Damien. Food Safari Earth. And, um, and really, I watched two episodes of this, of this you know, particular season, and I was glued to it, mate. Like the, the visuals, the sounds, the, um, the descriptions, the techniques for cooking, all of that just absolutely floated my boat, mate. I was so excited uh-huh. and really excited and to interview the- Maeve. Oh, and the interview got me so excited. Like, she was just so passionate and excited about the different flavors and the different experiences that I actually can't wait to sit down and watch more of this show because I think it's going to get me inspired to get in the kitchen and do some more cool stuff. So, I'm looking forward to it. You know, the family's probably going to be grateful for that. So, um, I I can't wait. It's an awesome show. Well, I saw Steph the other day here in Melbourne. I gave her an adjustment and uh, she said, Oh, Brett never cooks. So, I think that. <laughs> she, he, he never cooks, she said. And so I'm <laughs> sure that uh, if you're, you're feeling inspired, she'll be wrapped because you'll make some beautiful meals after watching this TV show. There you go. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I think I've thrown you under the bus. I threw Steph under the bus, obviously. Hey, uh, I'm sure everyone's going to enjoy this episode, Bretto. Um, I just want to get going with this and just let everyone listen to it. Let's do it. All right, mate. Hey, Bretto. G'day, Damo. Here we are. Now, Bretto, the last time we recorded, you tipped Adelaide to beat Richmond by 40 points. Oh, 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 I know. I'm so glad I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I know. I'll tell you what. I was jumping for joy. I was nervous the whole way through. Oh. I had tears. I was... Uh, I'm I, surprised you've got your voice back already, Damo. I thought it would have been out for weeks. <laughs> uh, well, it was out for almost weeks, but uh, obviously two weeks since then, I know I've just date stamped this, but... Richmond did come away with the Premiership and uh, and then, of course, the Storm ran away with it and so it's been great for Melbourne and, uh, yeah, very, very exciting. But on another subject, another note, getting back to what wellness is all about, food's a big part, isn't it, Brado? Yeah, absolutely. Food, vegetables, they're important. We're going to talk about some good stuff today. So 
we've got a very special guest coming on today, Damo. Um, she's she's from an Irish Australian family, from what she describes as the white bread suburbs. Um, but she's a bit of a foodie. Yeah, you know, she loves her food. She started out as a newspaper journalist and then moved into television news and current affairs before starting to be able to talk a bit more about her real passion, which is food. She's an award-winning television food presenter and author, um, and we're going to talk to her about this new series she's doing, which is absolutely fabulous. Um, so welcome to the show, Maeve O'Mara. Hello. I think I should be called Mavo, seeing that you're Greco and Damo. Well, Mavo goes well. Oh, Thank you. We're having, enough, we're having enough trouble with O'Mara because we've got, obviously, on the wellness couch, Cindy O'Meara, who is yeah. spelled exactly the same way. And yeah. so we're going to have to have a chat to her because, obviously, she's pronouncing her last name wrong and, and we'll just have to correct her, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Follow her up on that. But sounds like she's on the right track as well. <laughs> hey, Mav, tell us a little about your journey because it's really interesting, Maeve. You know, you said you were brought up in the white bread suburbs, but obviously you're an absolute foodie. You love food. So what? when did you become so passionate about food and what was it that really turned you on and, and moved you in that direction? Oh, look, uh, I grew up uh, in a sort of meat and three veg family, good plain food, but Gee, it was boring. You know, there there wasn't a lot happening with those lamb chops that mum was grilling or the vegetables, you know, which mum didn't sort of overcook things, but, you know, there was not a lot of other flavour going. So um, I always longed for a more exotic life. I had a sense that there was a bigger world out there in so many different, uh, different ways, but uh, certainly in a food sense, when mum discovered soy sauce, this great new taste came into our into our world and and she was she was good at sort of finding new recipes and ways of doing things but my grandmother was a great baker and uh, I used to spend Saturday afternoons you know doing beautiful cakes and stuff with her but but just as as my interest in the wider world started opening up so many people were coming to Australia to really basically give us an education in in how to eat better. So I think Australia is the great place it is because we've had so many people come from elsewhere and brought their food. And food is such a great way of sort of sharing culture and being able to just enjoy the moment, to sit down and, and, and eat. So that's, that's sort of been my journey. And uh, as you said, I've done news and current affairs, I went to work at SBS and everyone in the tea room in the mornings would talk about what they'd eaten the night before, whether it had been something their mum had made or uh, a restaurant that they'd been to. And I just realised I found my people, you know, because those have always been my great discoveries. So from that came the idea of writing guidebooks to um, exotic food. So at SBS there were 60 different nationalities working in the building. So these people had taste buds, they knew where to shop and they knew where to eat. So uh, I was taken on many fantastic food journeys into family homes and um, into little suburbs that you'd never sort of think to find, oh, down that alleyway is a great place. So just joy of discovery that then eventually became television series and books and radio and uh, so from there. But, you know, it is food focused and Ultimately, it's my own sort of um, taste bud journey. 
Oh, it's so beautiful. What a great story. I, you know, when you talk about the white, bub, uh, white bread suburbs, um, you know, that's, that's kind of where I grew up. And a lot of, all of our listeners know my kind of background, having grown up with white bread and fish fingers in the microwave. It's, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of what I did. And, you know, every now and then I'd splash out and go the white rice with sprinkles of uh, white sugar. That's kind of my nutrition upbringing. <laughs> that was it. That was the wow. early 80s. We actually grew up in a very, very poor suburb. And so, but what was interesting is we, in my school, my school had 51 different nationalities. And so we were in this massive cesspool of unbelievable cuisine, but we never really knew about it. Mm. And so, you know, the Aussies would eat meat pies and dim sims and chico rolls and white bread and fairy bread and all this sort of stuff. That's kind of what we did. And then our Sri Lankan friends and our Egyptian friends, our um, Saudi Arabian friends, our Lebanese friends, Greek, Italian, Macedonian all of these different cultures around were having all of this beautiful food, but we just didn't know about it. And then one day I remember going to a friend of mine's house. His name was Dira, and I had Sri Lankan food for the very, very first time, and I was on fire. I thought it was incredible. And I remember that today. I remember that today. And it is an amazing experience when you get a chance to taste real food, which is what you show on this on this brand-new, beautiful show that you're, you know, you're doing, Food Safari Earth. You show this magic of the way in which um, cultures create flavor with food. Has that just been one of one of the, the greatest things you've ever done? See how chefs bring flavours out of food. Absolutely, and certainly in the in the vegetable world, where you know you've probably got to sort of be really clever with flavour and being able to just be able to maximise taste and texture. So we 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 love going into. Um, you know, behind the lace curtain, I call it, into those family homes that have been making great vegetable dishes for thousands of years. Like, you know, all around the Mediterranean, Greek, Turkish, Lebanese, um, Spanish, you know, those, those are really fantastic vegetable dishes where often it's onions that are working really hard to, you know, to be cooked into sweet deliciousness or chard or, um, you know, it's just a clever way of, of using flavor and also tapping into pulses and legumes, which are really the heavy lifters in the, in the vegetable world. And so much flavor can be added to really quite humble food, which is exciting too, because it's healthy. It's never going to cost you a fortune. And there's so much you can do with vegetables and and the chefs we got our family homes but also um chefs homes as well chefs really find the vegetable world perhaps more intriguing than than meat in a sense because there's so much variety and uh and i think there's a, a growing uh awareness of wanting to eat more vegetables often restaurants lead the way in those great flavor moments that you have those taste epiphanies like oh my god how good was that i reckon we could try that one at home so uh, it really is just tapping into to what's there and uh, yes in a personal sense what joy to go to work every day and taste something made with love and care and and learn something and Maeve, you know in australia we do tend to eat 
pretty simply sometimes, you know, the old meat and three veg, and, and it's such a staple for so many Australian families. And I guess at the same time, what we see is that in terms of our intake of fruits and vegetables, for many people, they're way under um, the daily requirements, and, and many people question whether even those daily requirements are actually enough. So do, do you think this is an opportunity for us to be able to sort of, I guess, discover or maybe rediscover a bit of a love for vegetables and, and help get those quotas up in terms of, you know, the impact on our health in Australia? I guess so, but look, um, I maybe it's the Irish in me. I don't like to be told what to do. So uh, we come about it from a completely you just, different you just, you way. You just want potatoes, like, mate? Of, is that... Oh, look, I, my heart does beat for a great potato. And <laughs> my friend, Joy, who's Indian, did this fantastic masala dosa with the spicy potato filling. Like that potato filling is enough to, you know, make my my world sparkle up immediately. You know, it's fantastic. So rather than, you know, they, thou, thou, thou shalt eat X amount of serves of vegetables, etc. just to have a show that, that celebrates vegetables across the cuisines immediately gives you that, oh, my God, yum, that looks great. I want to do that, and I can do that um, sort of idea. So rather than should, I think it's just... It's just timely. I think we're sort of ready to um, explore some some new horizons as far as food goes, and and vegetables are, are easy in in a lot of ways. But but I have learnt so much from um, from filming this show, and just uh, one example. There's a Zimbabwean woman that we filmed with who grows who was so proud of her garden and a lot of this is sort of the journey into home gardens she put um pumpkins into her veggie patch not for the pumpkins but for the pumpkin leaves which are incredibly high in vitamins and minerals but for her was that lovely taste of home so she gathers all the young pumpkin leaves some of the um, pumpkin flowers and tendrils and cooks them with um, tomato onion base and then adds some, wait for it, peanut butter and then serves it with a polenta sort of mix called sadza, which is, um, you know, a cornmeal delicious sort of carb that you have on the side and you sort of have these this beautiful spinach-like vegetable in this peanutty sauce. How delicious is that? But whoever, like you can't buy pumpkin leaves, incredible. So, you know, there's, there's things that we don't know about that are not, that's not in the stores yet that, uh, you know, hey, why not give it a try? Mm-hmm. It's delicious. It's good for you. And she shows a very easy recipe. Um, equally, um, mulberries. So I grew up with a mulberry tree. Mum would stew them and, you know, we'd have them with ice cream. But my Lebanese friend, she puts them in a food processor and then squeezes the juice out in a muslin cloth and then cooks that down with some sugar, then adds lemon juice at the end, and that's a cordial. And it's really high in iron. I didn't know all the sort of vitamin properties of mulberries. What a great way to have a mulberry. Oh, yeah. You know, I think Brett's got a mulberry tree, don't you, Brett? You can have- I do. I've got a mulberry tree in our new house. I can't wait. We just we just missed mulberry yeah. season when we moved in, so I can't wait for mulberries. They're going to be messy deliciousness. Yes. Any any minute now, and one of the few fruits of spring that you can um, that you can do something clever with. So, you know, I guess I've always loved that oh wow moment where you know things that you just 
thought um, were a certain way in different cuisines, entirely different. Like um, there's uh, the beautiful stuffed vegetables of Greece and Turkey, you know, the dolma. Mm. But to add flavor to that, you know, you're adding lots and lots of herbs, maybe some spices and tomato paste. So it's not the stuffed vegetables that mum might have tried years ago to, you know, excite interest in the family. This is like so incredibly delicious and they shine like jewels, you know, and that, oh, but even that the is way the centerpiece of a big... Yes, I was exactly. looking at, you know, you're cooking yeah. eggplants in one of the episodes, is cooking eggplants on a charcoal bed, you know, and just letting the charcoal... Mm you know, burn through the eggplant skin oh, and having all the softness, you know, to make a baba ganoush. And, and there was just this beautiful um, feeling. It felt like, even though I was watching it on my computer, it felt like I could smell the burning of the skin and the sugar description that was coming out of the eggplant and then the, the taste and the creaminess of the eggplant. It just, like, it all just was an absolute, you know, eye-stimulating Mouthgasm, it felt like you know, it was just an incredible thing. Oh, was, thank you. Uh, it just we love those mouthgasms. <laughs> yeah. So do I. He's, he's, so do I. He's, <laughs> he's a great chef. Um, this is uh, Joseph Abud from Ruby Restaurant in Melbourne. Yes. He's uh, Lebanese background and he reads old recipes and he just. His, his sense of flavor is really interesting. So as you say, he just really, um, he let his coals burn down on his barbecue and put the eggplant directly on it. Yeah. So it really does get completely black on the outside, beautiful golden on the inside. He also does a really great uh, version of a fatouche, which is the Syrian sort of spring summer salad with the fried Lebanese bread through it. Mm. Delicious. But mm. what he did was get the gray zucchini and um, put them on a, a grill over those coals and just gave them the zebra stripes, cooked them a little bit and then added chickpeas, fried bread, um, loads and loads of, uh, of mint and uh, coriander and so delicious. So there's some complex salads in our Food Safari Earth show, which I think is just such an easy way into the vegetable world. You know, you can still add whatever protein you like, but hey, you know, that salad is going to be full of texture and flavor and um, a bit of history as well. You know, you, you learn a lot as you're putting food together. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, look, I've, um, I've watched so many episodes of MasterChef and I've looked at these people and I've gone, oh, yeah, you guys have done a great job. And, and Matt Preston's son is in the same class as my son at school. And so often I see Matt and I go, my gosh, how do they create these things? And he puts his arms up and he goes, I don't know. Like, I just love eating it. And I go, my gosh. And for me, you know, those sorts of shows are really good and you have a few tears because you see the pain and the reality you know not, not reality but reality television kind of makes you want to be in that sort of space but when i watched your show mave i fell in love with the idea that you could create these beautiful flavors and beautiful amazing salads and beautiful amazing um cooked meals that would blow your mind but because you're in the kitchen the home kitchen of these famous chefs you're learning the secrets you're seeing the techniques you're actually seeing the techniques not like a master chef where you don't see the techniques you're seeing the techniques and you explain it beautifully like that beetroot dish to get that you know those beautiful beetroot rings like that seriously it was just an amazing thing to see have you had that have you had that sort of feedback the people just gone Maeve thank you so much for making it easy for me because that's kind of what it does it makes it easy 
Oh, look, I think television is a good teacher um, and and our show, we we don't want to miss uh, any of those um, quite simple techniques some of the times um, that uh, that anybody can do because by that you can you can learn we don't we don't give amounts on the show because that's boring but there's a whole website full of recipes and also the um the video so you can actually see the um the whole recipe again and how that you know how runny that sauce is meant to be or how deeply you cook that onion that sort of thing so it it holds hands but but you're right it's it's meant to be inspiring because um you know it's not brain surgery, it's food and it's interesting food and along the way you meet incredibly passionate people from all sorts of different backgrounds and I love that you get this sense of wider Australia, like the schoolyard that you grew up in with the 52 different nationalities, this is what they're doing, you know, at weekends or at night to to um, just have something delicious and interesting on the table. So, yeah, we're, we're lucky to, to tap into that. I must admit, I haven't seen MasterChef, so <laughs> we we work quite hard, and I haven't had time to to really sort of um, have more than a passing glance at, at MasterChef. So I don't I don't know that I know that they they use some well, yeah. Often things are so incredibly difficult, and that's the wow factor for MasterChef. Whereas we like to be more simple and a sort of true 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 to the, the roots of um, of cuisine as well. Yeah, I like that, Maeve. I think some of these simple recipes, but, you know, you can do so much with them as well. You know, one of my good friends uh, is Pete Evans, and, and some people love him and some people hate him, but one of the things he taught me was just about using herbs and how simple it can be to add just different herbs from different, you know, that they use in different parts of the world and to make a meal, you know, even the same sort of basic meal, just by changing a few of those herbs, it can be Mexican, it can be Mediterranean, it can be, you know, uh, all sorts of different flavors that you can introduce. You know, do you think that's where people, I guess, can start is just adding some of those extra herbs and flavors to, to add a bit more life and a bit more variety to their foods? Very much so, yeah. And herbs are so easy and they're and especially if you can grow them yourself. You're not having mm. to buy bunches at two ninety nine from um supermarket. But if but but if, but if you are buying them, um, you know, be uh Give them a wash and dry them well and then pack them into damp paper towel into um, uh, containers and they will last so much longer and be so useful to you and don't be shy of using the stems. But, yeah, so, so much of the um, the multicultural um, recipe world is about abundance. So there are whole Middle Eastern salads that are herbs rather than, you know, green with a little bit of herbs through it. Um, plus as well, we, look, we did, we love herbs so much that we did a whole episode on it. So there's, uh, a Persian New Year dish called Kuku Sabzi, which is like a sort of frittata with just a couple of eggs and a whole lot of herbs and studded with walnuts and barberries and so delicious. And, and, you know, you sort of, you can think of herbs in salads and to sparkle things up, as you say. But but then there are whole dishes that are so easy to do that are entirely herb-based. Plus, as well, so many cuisines have um, 
those different sort of herb mixes. Like if you haven't already discovered za'atar, it is the delicious. It's a wild, um, wild thyme that grows in the Middle East and grown in many backyards here in Australia, mixed with sumac and sesame seeds. So I have that sprinkled on poached eggs for breakfast. Um, in the morning, but I also mix it with oil and slather it on flat, ble- flat bread and that makes a delicious uh, um, Middle Eastern breakfast that you have with mint leaves, cucumber, fresh tomato and so many kids, especially in Lebanon, are sent to school on the day of exams. Their mum has given them za'atar for breakfast because apparently it makes you smart. So there you go. I love it because it Get smells clean. and tastes heavenly. But, you know, there's there's a lot that's out there that's so easy for us to um, to just tap into and, and learn. And I think there's some things that you might know in this series, but, you know, for me, I learnt so much and each episode sort of celebrates um, easy, simple and clever ways of, of using vegetables, fruit as well, and flowers, um, you know, beautiful flowers from fried cauliflower uh, to stuffed zucchini flowers. Delicious. Yeah, I saw actually in one of the episodes there was fried, um, um, oh, what was it? I can't remember. It was, you had to chop the vegetable all the way down to the end and there's just this tiny little piece in the middle that was, uh, and then it was the little leaves, I can't remember, was not coming to me. Artichoke, oh, yeah, artichoke. no. Artichoke. artichoke. Yeah, and it was, it was just artichoke. Beautiful. And he was, he was, he, yeah, so he, he peeled the outer layers, which you do. And then when you've got that beautiful central bit, you know, we've got another recipe that's a, um, a Moroccan tagine using artichoke and beautiful peas and lots mm. of delicious flavour. Mm. But the, uh, the one you're talking about is the, um, acclaimed chef Peter Gilmore who just peeled off the petals of the artichoke and fried them for probably all of 20 seconds was that what it was? so they have a really great artichoke flavour uh, but in a completely different way and those are then scattered on a carrot salad with some goat's oh, cheese uh, smoked almonds smoked pepitas almonds. a little yeah. bit of goat cheese yeah. that salad oh my god was just you want to eat it every day. So much flavour. <laughs> I looked Beautiful at him. I looked at him too. looking at you. I saw him looking at you, and he was waiting. He was waiting for you to say, "Oh my god, <laughs> delicious!" And as soon as you did, he got a smile. You know, it was just it, what what I oh. loved about that particular shot was that he was as invested in your um, appreciation of the meal that he'd created in his own home as you know he was he just wanted he wanted you to love it as much as what he did when he was making it and i loved seeing that i love witnessing that and and i had a similar experience to that when i went to ikaria last year i went to greece to visit um the ikarians to find out how they live for a long time i live oh, the longevity yes yeah, we went over there. I took a mate of mine and 13 other people over to this uh, island and we wanted to find out what it is that they do, what are the cultural things that they do that help them live a long time. And we put together this fabulous, I don't know, I suppose you'd call it a retreat or experience where people were immersed in this lifestyle over in Ikaria. And, and we, we watched them build their salads. We watched them build their meals. And they only use what's seasonal. And I think... You know, coming back to the seasonality of food is really great, but then understanding what you can do with it, and that's I saw that you're bringing that into your show as well, and 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 and, and you know, I think that there's great learning for people because we're coming out of a phase where 
paleo, um, I suppose, simplified things a lot. The paleo, you know, way, paleo message kind of simplified things a lot for people. You could just eat some meat and some vegetables and you'd be right. But then the vegan, you know, uh, trend, which is now coming through in health and well-being, kind of demands that you make vegetables more interesting. And uh, and so the combination of, you know, two schools of thought there, you know, being very primal in your approach, I think watching your show is going to help people, you know, bring this clash of cultures i suppose to make it be amazing on their dinner tables at home very much so and uh i've uh, done a similar thing to you i go to sardinia every year where oh, people dear. live for a very very long time yes. and they're and they're living as as the Icarians close to the earth they're not eating processed food no. They have great wine there, and they think that's one of the reasons that, <laughs> that they live so long. There are particular, yeah, particular types of wine that um, that uh, it's it's very common in Sardinia to go to hundreds birthdays yeah. and hundreds birthdays dancing, not in care. Yeah. Uh, they're they're yeah. out there, they're dating, they're dancing. Yeah. How cool is that? And it's all back down to just. Uh, Probably eating the way your grandparents did. And eating, but eating with your friends. Um, like they eat with their friends and they eat with family and they have conversation around a table and it's all about a celebration. That's, that's kind it. of what I found. Yes, I found. yes, yeah. And I, I love that as our world becomes so modern and so high tech, it's those basic things that we come back to that really are the key to health and well being. And I know well being, you've just nailed it so so perfectly it is the sitting down it's the eating the drinking the conversation uh, that that is the strength from which you build if you can do that and uh, and not have too many meals on the run and not have too much processed and look you know we're, we're all realists and trying to be healthy and and trying to eat deliciously and well in a in a fast-paced world but if you can tap into some of those ancient wisdoms with some great recipes and seasonal food then you know life is happy I like that, mate. You're speaking Damo's language there. I know he was in a career last year. He's going again. So for people who want to join him, Damo didn't mention that, but I'll give him I a plug. Oh, and and thanks, I know bro. that Sardinia is on his bucket list to do a, a venture there at some time as mm. well. So you're definitely speaking his language. But, Maeve, for those who are sort of sitting at home and maybe they're a bit like me, you know, I'm a bit simple when it comes to the kitchen. I'm, I'm like the, the anti-foodie. Well, I'm not an anti, but I'm just not very good at it. Yeah. I cook my meat Gotta and three easy. veg, you know. So tell me, what's what, are you, what did you learn? That that I can bring into my kitchen. Like, what's your favourite recipe? What do I? What should I go out and research and learn how to do from all of the things you've discovered from all over the world? What would be your number one for me? Oh my god! It's like trying to choose a favourite <laughs> child. Jeepers, Brad! That's the toughest question you've ever asked. I reckon that's uh, that's that's so difficult. I guess if you were to change one thing. It would be to just try and um, try and add just one great new salad to what you do, and you know start with that because salads, you know, you don't absolutely need to go buy a recipe, but think of the idea. You know, we were talking about the um, the artichoke petals. I think that's probably too hard for for you to do, or too fiddly perhaps. But you know, think of 
dry toasting some nuts in a pan. Think of whisking up just a really easy, and use a whisk and a bowl to to do you know a good olive oil and a good vinegar that make a great salad dressing. Grab a bag full of of um, just mixed uh, leaves. Think of adding something that you might have roasted the night before. You know the ease of roasting vegetables in the oven that you've got. You know. Uh, beautiful little echelots that are cooked down and sweet and delicious or pumpkin or anything else. So you've got some sort of cooked veggies. Then think of adding some goat's cheese, those toasted nuts that you've done in the pan. Put it all together, toss it up, and, you know, there you have crunch and deliciousness and healthiness at, at every bite. And it's really, it's a few minutes that it takes. Mm. So... Uh, yeah. And watch our show every Thursday night, yeah, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock, and, nice, and right. you will you will learn something. There there are so many just delicious, easy things that are there. But this is not the, um, you know, this is the this is not the sort of easy cooking veggie show. It really is a celebration of the cultures within Australia cooking with vegetables, and you know, along the way you'll be inspired. Um, but. But, uh, yeah, don't, don't do should do, must do. Just mm. do, oh, yeah, that looks great. Yeah, and, do. Uh, and go and buy it. something. Oh, I love it, Maeve. Thanks so much for joining us today. I know that we caught you in the car and yeah, I don't know where you're off to, but we're, uh, we're at home and you're out there working, driving. But thanks so much for joining us. Now, everybody, um, really, if you're not inspired by this podcast, I don't know what's going to inspire you. When you do watch this TV show, it's on, on SBS. It's Thursday nights, 8 p.m. That'll be Eastern Standard Time, I suppose. I, I don't know if it's going to be different where you are, Bretto, or It is, it is. It but is. you can catch up as well on SBS On Demand, True. which a lot of my friends say, you know, I've just had phone calls today saying, oh, caught your show, how good. And and that's lovely. You know, it's, it's yeah. thank you for your... Lovely, uh, lovely thoughts on on the show and for inspiring people because you're obviously on the right track as well, you guys. We're trying. We're trying, Maeve. We're trying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bruno, it's been a great show. Maeve, thank you so much for joining us and uh, we'll definitely be tuning in. You'll have at least four more eyes looking at your TV show um, from now on. But there'll be many <laughs> other good. people, I'm sure, listening to this that will want to be watching your show thank too. You. Thank you. Thank you. All the best. Happy eating. Thank you so much. See ya. Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of The Wellness Guy Show. We hope you love the new feel. Remember to continue to interact with us and tell us what you thought of this and other episodes. Please head to facebook.com forward slash thewellnessguys and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. This is the way that we get to share our message with the world. For more information about Bredo and all that he's up to, please head to drbredhill.com.au and to find out more about me, head to damienchristoff.com. Until we meet again, continue to bring wellness into your life and we'll join you next time on The Wellness Guy Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.